Welcome to the Premier League Forever Forest podcast. Recording, I think it is. It's been so long that I've forgotten how we do these things. It's, it's been a minute. Hey, up, my ducks! Welcome to the Forever Forest podcast. Kieran Curtis on hosting duty, trying to work out how to use a computer again. And joining me, she's the Ryan Yates of this podcast squad. When you need her, she's there, and she'll go into whatever position we need. Hello, Lisa Fox. How are we? Hello, hello. I'm good. I'm good. Ah. Oh. Been a minute. It, it has been a minute. Yeah. It's been busy. It's been it busy. has. It has. And a massive apology to anyone that has been sat around waiting on us. Uh, real life happens, as I'm sure everyone's aware, but we are taking it under review. Bit of a poor showing from us. Bit of a poor showing. We'll try and get this back on the regular. So the last time I think that we actually had a podcast out was before the international break. Oof. That's uh, that's that's grim. But some interesting things have happened uh, between then and now. I had promised on Twitter in a drunken stupor that we would definitely have a podcast after the Chelsea game. I was high on life. I've been I've actually been at another football match. I've been watching FC United that afternoon, deliberately trying to avoid the Forest game because I had an inkling that we could do it. And next thing I know, the fantasy football notifications are the only ones that I've not turned off on my phone. And at 48 minutes, Anthony Alanga puts us into the lead. And then that was the most torturous 40 minutes of my life waiting for the full time score to come in. Were you at that one, Lisa? I was. I was on the front row. Oh, how was it? It was tense. The last 10 minutes when the when the board went up, it was very tense. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that seems like a lifetime ago, to be fair. And we've uh, we've had, had some decent performances um, in, in the last few weeks since that game. Um, but yeah, did we deserve all three points? Probably not, but I'm taking them. Yeah, yeah, well, you have to in this league, don't you? And, uh... Never smash and grab. Yeah, it was. And I at the start of the season, I tipped Chelsea to uh, put on a show. I've already acknowledged once that I was mightily, mightily wrong. That is showing no sign of, of changing at the minute. Um, we, we had the news come out that they put in a cheeky bid for Taiwo, who wouldn't. Um, it felt really good to put one over a team like that. It, it, it felt really satisfying. A team that is trying to buy the league in the strangest strategy ever, because you know what, in five years' time, they might have some squad, but right now it's just the the best youth club in uh, in the country. Um, yeah, yeah, we um, we matched them. We 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 had a game plan and it worked, and um, I'm down with that. You know, it's uh, it's good to see that there is a plan B. I mean, Danilo going off actually changed the game, and you know the the goal that we scored. You know, Tayo turned. Um, creator rather than the scorer um, and it is nice to see that we have other players other than him that can pick a ball up and just stroke it into the back of the net and we defended for our lives that day I've, I've got to give a, a big shout out to Joe Worrell he was immense he honestly that was the week after he's, he'd lost his uncle and he literally was the brick 
shithouse of the team that day. There was nothing that was getting past him at all. Um, and the other person that obviously Rick Yates is a given. He puts it all out there all the time. Willie Bolly had a really good game that that day as well. Um, that tackle, Matt Turner. That six yard six yard box sliding tackle that God. takes some bottle and composure um, to to execute. Um, yeah, we we look so good at, at times in that game. I can't help but feel if Chelsea had got a more ruthless striker up top, someone with a bit of confidence, maybe they would have put us to bed. And... Yeah, maybe they um, they had some they had some chances, but like I said, in that, but not not many really clear cut ones. Um, I the the only thing that came out of that game really for me was how good um. The, the guy that they've just signed from his, his name escapes me now. The guy that they've just signed uh, from Man City, um, oh, Palmer, Palmer, um, yeah. and and I and that com- the comparison for me was you know he's a very similar age to Brennan, went for a very similar money to Brennan, um, and he looked like he played for them forever. Um, that said, Brennan playing against Arsenal on Sunday until he went off looked like he played for them forever. And are we missing him? Not really. Which moves us nicely on to someone else who is the same age as Brennan Johnson and on to the next game uh, that we need to catch people up on. (laughs) What a goal! What a goal! So you you sit behind that goal. I was sat halfway up the the main stand and honest to God, I had the perfect line to watch the bend on it. Um, As soon as it left his foot, we knew that was going in. Oh, it was yeah, unstoppable. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Best goal we've scored in the Premier League so far since the return. Yeah, maybe tell me a better one. Yeah, maybe. Uh, well, I, to, to be honest, Tayo's first well, Tayo's goal against Man U for me was just incredible to watch yeah. from behind the goal. Um, so yeah, I, I get it. It's probably the most skillful goal that we've scored. Um, but you know, he he. I love him. I I knew when Forrest said that they were interested in him, I said to Jessica, he will be the player. He will be the player that we, you know, three million quid for God's sake. That's, that's in, it, it is an absolute madness. And this is where Chelsea's whole strategy goes out the window because we're a club who are absolutely screaming out for some Premier League experience, some swagger. We hoped that it would be Jesse Lingard last year. I think injury probably held him back from being that for us. But, wow. Callum Hudson, a doy. No Steve Cooper. Cooper put some trust in him. Everyone who saw him at Harrogate... You were at Harrogate as well, actually, weren't you? No. Oh, you weren't. Fair enough. But I'm pretty sure some people told me that he didn't look up to um, match fitness yet. Now, if that's him not at fitness yet, Imagine him when he's firing on all cylinders. That first 20 minutes against Burnley with the four of them screaming forward, um, I I just said, when we hit the ground running, when they click, when we are properly on it, that's going to be frightening. Yeah. Yeah. It's a scary front three. Mm. And, and, you throw, and I'm, throw, I'm throwing Morgan in, into that mix as well, because he kind of mixes, mixes it up where he's going to go. Um, and Ilanga on one wing... Cho on the other, Taiwo down the middle. There's a lot of pace in that in that front three. Um, and I mean, I thought on on Saturday, and I know we're kind of chopping and changing games, but I thought Dominguez really grew into the game in the second half. 
Um, and that's quite an interesting prospect as well. There's just something changing, I think. With, like You can feel us stepping up a level. And I'm, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself because defensively, I think we've still got some frailties that might not be helped by injuries at the moment. And, you know, going back to that Burnley game, a couple of moments, Scott, Scott McKenna's just not, he, he's not Felipe. Uh, not, but again, McKenna had a really good, he had a really good game against Chelsea. He didn't put a foot wrong. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's, I mean, he wasn't in the squad at all against City. Um, but, I mean, I, I thought Volley had a good game against City, but other people around me thought he had a bit of a shaky one. So it's it's all, all about perception, isn't it? Um, and we we have, I mean, Nick Arty, he's always going to be in your in your first eleven. Um, I thought it, I thought Worrell was a little bit unlucky to have been dropped. To be fair, um, and Tavares got injured too early on, but he was getting absolutely skinned down that down that side. So. Um, Montiel then came on and he, second half, he, he did all right. He did all right. Um, better than he did against Burnley. He's a walking red card. <laughs> He's an absolute walking red card. Like, from the highlights, yeah, did, um, did seem to grow and put in a more composed performance against City. Whether that's the style of play that City have might have suited it. And it certainly suited him with them going down to 10 men because that gave us, um, I, I don't think we can overlook the fact that we grew into that game because of a numbers advantage. Second half was definitely better. Um, but we were still playing Man City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair, fair. I've, who am I to judge? I'm definitely not a professional footballer. Um, <laughs> Me neither. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's interesting that a player we haven't mentioned, he's arguably been the best signing so far, and we didn't spend a penny on him. Um, Olaina, I've been mega impressed with that lad. Yeah, he has been really, really good as well. Um, he's just steady and and composed and knows how to pass a ball and and knows how to put a tackle in. And um, yeah, I mean he had a he had a really good game again on on Saturday. Um, given given the stature of the players that he was playing against, um. And it was quite interesting, actually. I mean, Foden got man of the match, but I thought Foden was hit and miss. Um, yes, his goal was really well taken. And then having watched it back, it was like, yeah, we messed up a little bit defensively. Um, same with their second. You know, it was almost like we were rabbits in headlights for the first 15 minutes. But even after, the, after that, we kind of got our foot on the ball and, and got involved a bit. Um, and I think that, you know, we had a couple of really good chances in the first half to get ourselves back into the game. Um, and then the red card. I mean, I, I, I was right. It was right in front of me. I was just like behind the corner flag, and it was right in front of me. Um, and at the end of the day, you can't raise your hands. You can't. You can't react the way that um, Rodri reacted. Yes, it was a red card. Did Morgan need to do what he did? Yes, he probably did because we were playing against Man City at Man City, and Anthony Taylor was the referee. So Morgan did need to go down like he'd been shot um, to actually get any reaction whatsoever. And ultimately, it's, the hands were raised by two City players, not just one. Um, but whether Foden was trying to... I don't even know what Foden was trying to do because he, him and Morgs are best mates, aren't they? Yeah. I, my favourite moment in that little melee 
was when Rodri realised what he'd done. Mm-hmm. And as Gibbs White starts falling to the floor, just he's clambering to grab Trying to catch it. him. <laughs> it reminded me of like having a scrap with a mate um, when you're a kid and you're around their house. Uh, this makes me sound awful as a child. I promise I was a good kid. Uh, but, you know, you take something too far. And it's like, oh, no, don't don't tell your mum. I didn't mean it. it. He's fine. He's fine. Um, yeah. Interesting points made this week about Rodri needing a break. Um, and he's he's complained about it himself. And, you know, was it an overload of football and a tired mind just doing something a bit stupid in the moment? We'll never know, but all we do know is that it worked to our advantage. And I think that might have exercised the demon for us. You can say it was a nil-nil half and they were down to 10, but it feels a lot better than losing 6-0 at their place. There's not a lot of teams that will go to City and have 40% possession. And I've said right from day one that this season is all about progression. Um, And every game that we've played given the fact that we have played so many teams that will be in the top six, I've enjoyed them, regardless of the fact that we've lost, because we've actually played some really decent football in spells. And at the end of the day, if you're comparing like for like against last season, which is probably a little bit unfair, because I think that on paper, our team is stronger this year than it was last year. Um, But we are not conceding as many goals. Um, And... We we're scoring more, um, and and the aggregate over the over the the course of those two is is quite positive. Um, and you know last season it took us until January to get three points away from home. Um, we only scored four goals away from home all season. Um, and or I think it was four four goals was it up until about February March time, and then we got three or four yeah. a bit later. I think we got that eight at the end of it. Um, so there were lots and lots of things that are positive. And one of the biggest positives that we haven't yet spoken about is the goalie. Yeah, you know what, Matt Turner, I, I'm i hearing from some people that they're not convinced by him. I'm hearing from other people that there's absolutely no reason to drop him. And I think I'm in that, that latter camp. He's not done anything wrong as far as I'm concerned. He's commanding. He um, is really good with his distribution. And at the end of the day, you know, for me... He wasn't our number one choice at any point, was he not, was our number one. Um, but that looks like that was the right decision to for Forrest to have, have made that decision to not go for Hendo, given what happened last night, oh, poor love. Um, poor and my heart does go out to him because he's been out of the game since January. Um, and But obviously, you know, the Forest medical team knew what they were doing and the Forest whoever was negotiating the contract knew what they were doing um, in the fact that, that, you know, ultimately that deal fell down over the amount of appearances before we paid any money. And Man United clearly knew what they were doing as well because they've got a liability off their books. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got really annoyed last night, and I know this is meant to be a Forest podcast, not a Crystal Palace or Manchester United one, but the shit that was thrown Dean Henderson's way last night and getting booed off while you're walking off injured a uh, bunch of plastics mentality of man you though isn't it unfortunately um yeah. and it's just you know I, i'm i'm actually quite happy that when we go to palace next week we're not going to be um up against him really yeah. uh, but it would have got a good reception from from the forest fans because even though he only played was it 11 games it wasn't there wasn't a lot of games was there um he did make all the right noises and he did 
and ultimately when when you sign a player on loan you know that they're not your player you sometimes you get those players that just are there for and just just there for the payday and they just go through the motions you didn't get that with Hendo even though he was injured you know at the end of the season when we stayed up he was happy and if the rumors are true that he did go out and buy a house in Nottingham he thought he was moving here he thought he was coming here and was going to you know settle down and and be a forest player this season and ultimately it hasn't worked out for him um and as it stands at, at, at this moment it's probably a good thing for forest but i wish him well and i hope he does make a full recovery and get back to playing at the level that he can because he's a fantastic keeper but yeah. i also think in turner we've also got a fantastic keeper and like you started the whole conversation with i don't think he deserves to be dropped and it, it will be interesting because you know we're looking at clubs like Arsenal who are adopting this two keeper system. Or although that seems to have been a bit of a lie, <laughs> that was that was the line that they spun until Raya started playing, and now it it seems to be Raya's spot. They've uh, got a history of doing that though, didn't they? Do that with Jan Leno as well. Yeah, Burnt Leno um, happened to, but in fairness, I don't think he uh, came in and proved to be everything that they needed him to to be. Mm. Uh, but it's an interesting because Ramsdale's done nothing wrong as far no. as I can see either. No. And then, if you can show me a single keeper that's never made a mistake across the entirety of a whole season, then I'd like to sign them. Uh, oh, I, can, I can show you a keeper who's made a lot of mistakes so far this season, but again, it's not a Man U podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Hey, fair, fair play to him though for owning that. Um, it will oh, be Anna. What's your name? <laughs> It will be interesting when the um, Hodemos, as I believe it's pronounced, but we we shall find out, um, comes in because if the 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 hype around him before he signed was that he's an orthodox keeper, like not flashy. I think one of the lines, one of the lines I read about him was uh, he doesn't like to make a mistake. I'm like, well, that's good. I I generally don't like my footballers in my club to like making mistakes, um. But we we shall see. But yeah, the the criticism that I've heard about Turner so far has been maybe he, you know, looks a bit shaky with the ball at his feet, and I haven't seen anything that suggests that that's actually true, other than looking that way. I don't know if you've ever seen the film Moneyball. But there's a there's a picture in this film and like the whole film, obviously, it's the whole, you know, American system and trying to, um, you know, build a team on a low budget, blah, 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 blah. But there's a pitcher in this film who is un- undervalued by the entire league just on the basis that his throwing action looks a bit funny. And I get that vibe off Matt Turner that he's peculiar. Watch him next game and look at how he holds himself sometimes because... Most keepers try and make themselves massive. Turner kind of comes into himself a little bit. Like his his neck drops and he doesn't look huge and it doesn't look like a comfortable position. But that's just him. And he's made some fine, and when I say fine, I mean bloody spectacular one-on-one saves this season. The Burnley League Cup game massively stands out to me um, for that one. Uh, he made a, a couple of saves against United. Again, I think... People maybe judged him for that early save, the first save in the United game, where maybe he could have caught it but didn't. Um, 
But all the signs are positive for me. So I, I can't. And, I, and if we know Steve Cooper, he's not just going to rip someone out of the team for no reason. It's going to be a knock or it's going to be a mistake that opens the door um, to Vlahodimos to come in. And then it will be up to him to prove that he should be in that spot and make it his own. Um, but yeah, we, we are such a better squad than we were this time last year. Yeah, we have strength in depth, don't we? Big time yeah. strength in depth. And and when you look at who you've got to come off the bench, I mean, on on Saturday, um, Cho and Ilanga didn't start. And both of them kind of, it, I think that was a bit of a surprise, really, given how they both played against Burnley, uh, even though, you know, it, again, both of them, match fitness, had come back from... Um, I think Alanga had come back from international duty with a bit of a knock, so he didn't know whether he was going to be even in the squad. Um, of course, he was going to start. You know, that's just kicked Stevie Cooper's way, isn't it? Um, but they, you know, they both came on, and you think, you know, these are these are our subs. And then the next substitution that you make in is is Montiel, and he's a World Cup winner, um, and he he did all right. You know, that was obviously enforced because threw it down to injury. Um, and I thought again, Coop's his game plan. He, he was going for it, you know. The games that we've we've had, where you, you play like Burnley, Man City, the, you you're bringing on attacking players. You're not defending a one-one, or you're not defending a two-nil loss to try and keep the goals down. You're actually bringing players on to attack. And I've got no no fault in that whatsoever. What I will ask though, Lisa, is what the hell is our best formation now? Who knows? Yeah, it, I, I I don't know which way it could go one game to another at the minute. Um, no. The switch to the four at the back against Burnley looked like it was taking some getting used to. Didn't didn't seem quite as natural for, for some members of the squad. But, you know, with any significant change like that, it's not going to click overnight, is it? You look at a club like Brighton, just hired Deserby last year and we went to their place and came away with a point and everyone was saying, oh, this isn't this isn't good. This isn't the team that um, Potter was building. Look at them now. Look at them now. Yeah, they are, now. they are the team that everyone strives to want to be. Um, you know, they play some really, really good football and we played them at the right time at the back end of the season when they'd just been, you know, lost in the cup. Um, and with it, they were pretty much dead on their feet. Um, but they are a force to be reckoned with and, and they are a really good football inside to watch. You know, sometimes you you have those teams that you just, I want to watch their game because they play football. And that's what you you ultimately want Forrest to be. Um, and, they're, they're, you know, sometimes it's just dirty, but I think with Forrest, their results that the results that we've got and some of the games that game plan that, that are in place have to be that way to try and counter what the other team are going to do. Um, and last season, as we all know, was a bit of a learning curve for everybody, including Coops. Whereas this season, um, I think he has got a bit more of a game plan and it is going to be quite exciting to see uh, what we do on Sunday because, you know, Brentford... I mean, they lost to Everton last week. Can't be a better, better time to play them. There's, there's two reasons. VAR shafted us with them last season, and I can't stand Thomas Frank. Yeah, XGFC are not looking in a good spot. They've had a pretty ropey transfer window, having to bring back the likes of Neil Mopai, who I don't think 
he could hold a gun to Sean Dyche's head and not have got into that Everson team. <laughs> uh, Dyche just wouldn't have let it happen. Um, they had to. Th- who else was it that they let go? They they let someone go in the summer thinking they'd replace them, and then had to bring them back on a free. Uh, a, well, I say a free transfer. They had to give them a new contract because um, they hadn't fa- found anywhere else to go, and the position was still available. They've, lo- they've lost I- David Raya, uh, who who was a, a rock for them last <laughs> season. Rico Henry's out for a long time. Um, it's yeah, it it's disturbing for them. They. That you know, if they're clinging on to the hope that Ivan Tony comes back in um January, well, it was just Chelsea that were linked with him. Now, allegedly, Arsenal uh, are linked with him as well. And uh, you know, it could be absolute paper talk that, but either either way, enough noises get made. Sometimes these things gather enough pace to to actually happen. So I think Tony's back. Is Tony back in the door now training? I think he he might have served. I, I think it's it's been seen, but I don't know whether there's some media talk about why about it because I don't know whether he's meant to be back in training um, or or what. But you know he has been seen. So um, is it is it January? Is it February time that he's he's actually January? Back? It's January that he's actually allowed back to play. Is it? I don't um, not January not like January first, but I'm not a Brentford fan, so I've not I've not got the date circled in my diary. No, like not bothered. Um, yeah, but I I don't think it's a bad time for us to run into them. Like you said, off the back of a humbling at home to an Everton side, been shit. Yeah, <laughs> I think you're being diplomatic there, Lisa. <laughs> I think they've been dog shit. Yeah, uh, I could probably say more. But yeah, it, it it's not a bad time for us to come up against them. Last season, they didn't, you know, they were in a, a much better spot and they didn't come to the city ground and light it up either. Then, um, I've, I'd be pretty confident that you know we we can get a win out of this game. Um, I say can. I'm not guaranteeing it because mm. that's that's football, isn't it? If you had to uh, make a couple of of difficult choices then ahead of the weekend. Um, because now we've got a right headache uh, in some positions as to who starts. Uh, the easy one is probably in goal. Matt, Matt Turner is uh, yeah walking into that one for us. Yeah, left I back. Think left back, I think will be Montiel because Tavares went off and he and he did look like he pulled something. So I think left back will be Tavares. It will be Montiel on the Montiel on the left, isn't he right? Mm. Ainer on the left. Ainer on the left. Right. I'm getting confused. Yeah, Aina on the left. Hey, thirty on the right. Who knows? It's, We're gonna... I'm tired. <laughs> it's been a long day, aren't we all? Uh, Centre back pairing, and I'm I'm just assuming four in in that defence again. Yeah, I'm, I I think it'll be Bolly and Niakati. I, I can't see him changing it. Fair, fair. Um, okay, then now the difficult <laughs> the difficult decisions come in that midfield because Dominguez did look really good to me. I, I was I was proper impressed, and I was only going off highlights. Um, in the ground, everyone seems to think similar. So we've got Dominguez, we've got Sangare, we've got Yatesy. Um, the the possibility. I, does I don't think, think he'll change team? it. I think it'll be I think it'll be Mangala again. I think it'll be Mangala, um, Sangare, and Dominguez. I don't think he'll change it. Fair. It's hard to argue with, really, isn't it? It would yeah. be hard to argue with. Yeah, I thought Mangala was really steady. Sangare is still adjusting to the the way that we play. Um, so 
I think you know the substitutions were right on on Saturday, um, but I do think he'll start. And, and at the end of the day, he is our luxury player this season, isn't he? Um, so and he and quite rightly, he was the one. You know, last season, Coops identified at the beginning of the transfer window. Morgs, he's the one that I want over that line. And the Forest went all out to get him, and they've done exactly the same with Sangare. And I, you know, I'm still waiting to see that player but um I've got no doubt that we'll we'll get it because yes. you know some, some of his touches he just you know takes the ball down and kills the ball dead um and I you know he's just going to grow as he's just going to I think for me on a slow burner at the minute um anyone who thought he was going to come in and hit the ground running um it's probably a little bit delusional well I don't want to disparage the Dutch league and call it a farmer's league I won't do it I will not call it a farmer's league. you just did I will not it's disrespectful to refer to any league as a farmer's league. But the pace is definitely different. What I will give him from that Burnley game is definitely in the right spots, in the areas that you want that kind of midfielder to be, just adjusting, I think. Just adjusting to getting the timing timing right. But he put himself about. He's getting into tackles. That's that's for certain. Um, Right, okay, then. So moving forward to that front three then. Gibbs White all day? Gibbs White all day. Tywell all day. Mm. And now you've got a decision. <laughs> like, where where'd you go, Alanga? Yeah, yeah. I, I, how good is it that we can say that and know that if he isn't got a full match in him yet, you're bringing on Anthony Alanga? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Nottingham Forest is a scary club. Some teams are gonna have to <laughs> deal with us this year, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying. We're no mugs. We are no mugs, and. It's it's an exciting. I think when we had the when we actually sat and did the first pod of the season, I I said this will be the bottom six, and those six that I said on day one are occupying those bottom six spots at the moment, and then it was the next sort of four or five. Forest will be at the top of that half, and that's exactly where we are. Um, and I I actually think, you know. I, I know we have our podcast chat and I know Dan, bless him, has got bought his Euro stickers. You know, we're going into Europe, the Europa League. Um, I think that might be a little bit beyond us, but, you know, that's that's what we're aspiring to. And ultimately, we've got owners that want us to be in the Champions League. Um, that's that's what they're spending their money for. And that's what we're building. And it's going to be bloody exciting. I mean, if West Ham can do it, why can't we? Do you know what? And that's what does give me some hope as well, because European competitions now, uh, you know, there's three competitions that you could get into now, um, as opposed to when I was growing up, it was the two. And at that point, no one really cared about the UEFA Cup. But, you know, suddenly the prestige of the Europa League has, has shot up massively since the conference. They're no mugs when it comes to the marketing, are they? They, they know how to, to add some value to these competitions. Um, now... A lot. There's a lot of English teams playing in European competition this year, and some of them are going to struggle on the home front as a result of that. At least, at least one of them, and it's it's too early doors to say who it will be, but someone is gonna. Now, a club that definitely wasn't struggling uh, with a European hangover took on Sheffield United at the at the weekend and i would be remiss not to discuss that on uh, on the podcast Ooh, eight nil reminder we only lost eight one 
in our worst Premier League game. <laughs> so, oh, good grief. Yeah. yeah. That was that was fun too. Yeah. Yeah, did you watch was, that? Uh, I did, and it was just embarrassing. It was honestly no shits given by some of their players, and how Hacking Bottom still got a job at the end of it, I really don't know. It's just, um, yeah, not it wasn't pretty at all. They just kind of gave up, and I, somebody I, I said, I'm I'm concerned that they that Derby's record of eleven points is at stake, um, and the response I got from somebody on Twitter was that their concern is that uh, Luton and Sheffield United will not get 11 points between them. I've got a feeling that Luton might get over that line. I think Luton will. Just out of draws. It's going to be a very dull season for them. But as much as uh, I'd love Derby to retain that record, if anyone was going to take it off them, (laughs) if if I could nominate one club, uh, to to bestow that honor too, it'd be the blades. I think they're horrible. I think they're horrible. Uh, We'd all Paul... be in agreement with that as well. Yeah, hacking bottom, McBurney, Brewster, the lot of you. You can you can have it. You can enjoy it. Um, but it is a it is a pretty sad indictment of the gulf now that's coming up between the leagues because we went big last year and pretty much just. Nailed our colours to the mast and said, all the promotion money is going into the squad. And it we squeaked over the line, but we did get over the line. And then now that's given us a platform for this year. Now, other clubs are clearly not going to be able to do that. Luton are in the position where at least they seem to have some self-awareness. They've not gone big on the squad. Not massively. Ross Barkley is probably their biggest... Um, incoming in terms of a weekly wage and he'll probably stay with them even if they go down probably um, yeah probably. i think for them everything for them is about building a squad that now keeps them at the top end of the championship uh when they do go down and getting them to be stable top end of the championship for when they open their brand new stadium in, in a couple of years time but sheffield united on the other hand yeah. grim i'm not sure what they're i'm not sure what the, the strategy is or what they're going to going to try and achieve this season no they've got no money have they um and they're just it's I mean they they don't play pretty football I think that the most I I enjoyed watching them was when they got Chris Wilder um as their manager because he is a footballing manager um and yeah it's it's just not pretty and you just can't actually see where their points are going to come from um especially if they capitulate like they did on Sunday now, there are shades to how their season will probably go that does remind me of maybe how it was for us last year because they're going to be entirely reliant on Gustavo Harmer and uh, Cameron Archer. That's a little bit like us last year with Gibbs White and Brennan until we got to the back end of the season where, you know, Danilo burst onto the scene and Taiwo had... Uh... But at least we had a decent defence. By the end of the season, you know, you looked at the fact that we'd got Ren and Lodi, we'd got Navas in goal, um, and we had players that had that little bit of finesse. You look at the Sheffield United defence in comparison and you go, nah, that ain't happening. Yeah. Oh, well. Such oh, a shame. Wow. Such a shame. Never mind. Um, well, we've got, we've, we've got a few games on the horizon then so we've already said we've got xgfc 
at the at the weekend. Uh, can I get a prediction off you, Lisa? Oh, it's going to be a solid two-one win for us. Two-one. Mm. Reckon they'll score. Yeah. I think we're going to hammer someone. I think we're due a hammering of someone. Four nil. Four nil. Four nil. You sound like Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? I'm 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 riding on a high. Um, Forest are twelfth in the Premier League. Uh, we've got a goal difference that's only minus two. I know. That's again. Compare that to last season. Um, we absolutely are in a, in a much healthier spot. I think that's probably the kind of thing that breeds some confidence in the squad as well. Definitely. Uh, but anyway, after after that, we'll move on and we will take on Crystal Palace. Then we've got Luton, and then at the end of the month, we've got Liverpool. So. I'm looking at that and thinking six points. Six points probably need to be taken. Yeah, I think when if you look at the the entirety of October, I think of those, I think actually maybe seven points ought to be taken. Palace draw away from home. Mm. Yeah. Fair yeah. Enough. I I I could see that. I could see that. But I would also like us to go and do Liverpool. So hey. yeah, flip a coin which Liverpool team turns up as well. They've, yeah, they've, yeah. They've looked brilliant at times and they've looked shaky at times. They really have. But yeah. you know, Forest Forest season turned on a sixpence at Liverpool last season. And um I am confident that if we go out and play like we have done against all the other sides that are in, in or around that top six, um that we will be in it. Maybe not not in it to win it, but we will be in it. We certainly will. We certainly will. Uh, I promise I'm not trying to cover all our bases in case we disappear for a little while. Uh, we will be uh, hopefully back next week. Uh, look, before we go, we're going to check in on the Forever Forest Fantasy League. Uh, <laughs> oh, the, FPL, the FPL League at the minute, we've got, um, we've got joint top position at the moment. And it's a name that I can't believe it. It got past the uh, the checkers on on FPL, but top of the league at the moment it's Jack Gittins with his Morgan Sniffs White team, uh, and he is joined at the summit by Josh Kane with Macawanee and Cheese. Uh, they're both on four hundred and eight points. Robert Harris in third spot, four hundred four. Bottle Job Boys Steve Minnie in fourth place. All Gaten Bong in fifth. I'm not going to go much uh, much lower than that until we reach me, who is sat in 100th place uh, at, at present. Um, I think I'm sharing that as well. It's hard. You're sharing that with me? Oh, are you in 100th as well? I don't know. I'm, I'm not, I wasn't far away from 100th. Oh, I'm not. Check in. Make just, you got to play that wild card at some point. Beef that squad up. Oh, I think I am a hundred and oneth. Oh, hundred and first, as they. Uh, <laughs> if I'm going to say it properly, mm. I am Waka Waka AA with three hundred and forty points. There's work to be done. There's work to be done. Uh, right. It, it's a short and sweet return from us. Thank you, everyone, for being as patient as you have been. We won't leave it as long next time. We'll see you then. You Reds. You Reds. Hey.